When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. This episode is sponsored by R.W. Knutson Organic Just Tart Cherry Juice, a welcome addition to anyone's sleep routine. Pace Case, if you know me, and you do, mm-hmm. you know that I'm yeah. working all hours of the day, all hours of the night. Mm-hmm. So the sleep that I do get has to be very good sleep. And I'm always looking for ways to up my sleep routine. Sometimes I'll read a book to go to sleep. Sometimes. Mm-hmm. I'll, I a bachelor. Uh, that book keeps me very awake. It's very engaging. That never puts me to sleep. Mm. I will sometimes just put down my cell phone after a long day of looking at a screen. It's nice to get some time away from the screen. I also will incorporate some R.W. Knutson Organic Just Tart Cherry Juice. It truly makes you go to sleep a little easier. It's the thing you need to help you drift off into the dreamland. Mm. As more and more people are looking to prioritize sleep, organic Just Tart Cherry is having a moment thanks to Tart Cherry's potential sleep-related benefits and potential to aid in muscle recovery when you get those gains like clues. We're seeing this in the viral sleepy girl mocktail trend on social media. R.W. Knutson has a whole lineup of natural juices with zero added sugar, so you can feel good about adding them to your wellness routine. It's all about celebrating those daily wins. Organic Just Tart Cherry Juice is made from tart cherries, which may help you get a better night's sleep because they have natural melatonin. R.W. Knudsen crushes only 100% real ingredients, so you can crush everything you do. Pick up a bottle at your local grocery store today. Creams and serums are made of 70% water, 15% preservatives and emulsifiers, leaving only around 15% for the active ingredients that your skin needs. But luckily now, there's fiber skincare. 15 years ago, the scientists behind fiber skincare started working on nanofibers, which are 500 times smaller than human hair. You know, I, I saw that in um, Three Body Problem. Mm. One year ago, they patented a way of wrapping the nanofiber around oil or liquid-based ingredients. This means they can deliver five times the active ingredients compared to creams or serums, as there is no need for water, preservatives, or emulsifiers. The first formulation made with this technology is plant-based, anti-wrinkle. Uh, it's a set of patches that you use over a series of seven days. You just put these on whenever you would apply your serums, and your skin is going to feel tighter in 10 seconds. And over the seven-day Whoa. program, it has been clinically proven to reduce wrinkles by, get this, 19.4%, a very precise percentage. In fact... Mm. They have a tighter skin guarantee. If your skin isn't tighter in seven days, they're going to give you your money back. No questions asked. You get the tighter skin guarantee with this seven-day routine. Tighter skin or your money back. Get a 15% discount code by using the discount code GAME. That's Fiber Skincare. It's the Game of 
Welcome to the Game of Roses. This is the Game of Roses. Welcome to the Game of Roses. Welcome to Game of Roses. This is Pace Case. This is Bachelor Clues. It's Monday, so you know what this means. This is a very special Digging Deeper. We're going to go through all the most important clips that have come from podcasts from within the nation over the past two weeks. We're going to play those clips for you, and we're going to break them down. And we have some doozies. The Sauce Wars, as always, are in full effect. You know we got clickbait on this episode. Sauce Wars, Sauce Wars. (laughs) Gotta get down on Sauce Wars. I uh, was telling Pace Case... This morning, I woke up with a Sauce Wars song stuck in my head. This was the chorus of it. That was what I remembered from it. <laughs> it was wrong. <laughs> well, <laughs> yes, that, that was incorrect. Your memory of it was not accurate, but it goes like this, or at least it does in my head. I have no music to this. This is just kind of like how the, the lyrics go. Sauce Wars, it depends on who you wind up being. Sauce Wars, the tea is gonna set you free. Sauce Wars, if you watch reality TV. Sauce Wars, give me some of that sweet tea. <laughs> I love Just it. My fucking and mood. now I remember what it reminds me of. Yeah. DuckTales. Mmm. I don't know yeah. how it goes, but it sounds similar. Musicians out there, Clues is ready for his next big hit. If anyone wants to collab. I want to walk into a studio. I want to have an engineer and I want to have a producer who have done all the work. And I just Mm -hmm. come in and lay down my vocals and then you make them sound like an angel. Tall order, I know. Set it up. Set it up. Tell me where I got to be and when I got to be there. Tell me when and where. (laughs) That's one of my favorite Cluesyisms. Well, shit, out here in Hollywood constantly i'm sure you have this experience too friends acquaintances whoever just like <laughs> tinseltown are you kidding me of course it's like oh that's a great idea you should make that into a tv show that's a great idea you should make that into a movie it's like great yep tell me where i gotta be when i gotta be there i'm ready you know anyway <laughs> today on digging deeper we have some very good clips these are additions to the sauce wars uh, we have some clips from Chicks in the Office. One clip specifically, which I think you're going to really like up at the very top. We have, of course, a bunch of cli- clips from uh, Clickbait with guest Ethan Kang from August 18th. Kang Gang. King Kang and the Kang Gang. We also have clips from Bachelor Happy Hour with guest Serena Pitt from August 16th, Full of Sauce. We have clips from the Vial Files. Uh, from August 16th, where they talk about a variety of things, including Madison Pruitt's recent engagement to Grant Trout. We then have a few clips from the Amazon live stream on which Madison Pruitt and Grant Trout announced their engagement and were selling various products. My favorite Amazon live stream of all time. Yeah, it. I, I think it did overtake Ashley I. Kennedy and Jared Highbond's uh, pregnancy yeah, can you name anything from that? No. Can I name Trizzy Trout? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> then we're going to have some more clips from Vial Files um, after we hear those clips where they're talking about uh, Nate Mitchell. And much of today's Digging Deeper will be about the controversy surrounding Nate Mitchell and his dating life prior to coming into our beloved game. 
And we're going to get into reactions from Vial Files, from Off the Vine. And finally, at the very end of today's Digging Deeper, we have five clips from Bachelors in the City. Now, if you don't know, D-Man 43, that's Dusty. A.K.A. Dustin Kendrick. A.K.A. Dustin Kendrick, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Those are both nicknames. (laughs) If, If you don't know this nickname, maybe you'll know this nickname. Dustin Kendrick knows Nate Mitchell. They are friends. And so he has promised earlier in the week to weigh in on this controversy, and he does so in this Bachelors in the City podcast. So we're going to play all those clips and go through them because right now, Nate Mitchell is in contention, I believe, to be The Bachelor. And so whatever this uh, controversy surrounding him is, that's going to follow him into the game if he's the next Bachelor. And so everyone's take on it from within the nation is at this point important, I believe. And so we're going to break down all these clips for you. This is... Digging Deeper. Okay, first up, we have a clip from Chicks in the Office from August 16th. Now, a little setup to this clip. If you listen to Game of Roses, you know one of our original goals with this endeavor was to create a language to describe our beloved game. Things like PTC, the personal tragedy card. Things like IFI, the injury, fear, or illness play. Things like the love levels, one, two, three, four. Things like the dark touch and the Tamsig. Maybe not. Maybe not those. (laughs) Maybe those are just for me. But our first piece of language that we created that got into the game is the Huju. And that has always been our goal. Mm -hmm. To have these things that we're identifying and giving names to, to have Uh, that terminology be used by the game itself in much the same way that baseball sports writers in the 1920s created RBI and ERA, and those things are now used by the game. They're an integral part of it. That's kind of what we were trying to do. So this first clip we're going to play, again, is from Chicks in the Office. They are discussing the Huju. Again, a term we created to describe the subsport of the the running hug jump that female players do to male anchors. So let's listen to this clip and then we will come out and break it down. Here we go. Your ho- the hooju has to happen right mm-hmm. here. Mm-hmm. And so... The what? The, <laughs> the, uh, the hug jump. Isn't that what they call it? Isn't that oh, what ne- the contestants oh, I've call it? I've never heard that. We call it the run, the run and jump, but like the contestants, I think it's called like a... The hooju? hooju. Maybe they should rework that. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Feels offensive. Oh, oh! I didn't. Oh my even, God, Fran! I'm the only one who you H- just offended our our producer. H U J U. That didn't even cross my mind until you said that should be offensive. I'm like, oh, Jew. I guess. I think that's what they call it. <laughs> the who Jew? <laughs> who Jew? <laughs> I. It makes now that you, that is what they call it. All right. Fran. Here's a here's a <laughs> excuse your license tonight. Here's a video from. Last year, the title is the title is Tyler Cameron explains. No wonder she wants to bring him back so bad. Okay, yeah, that's um, uh, yeah, yeah, that's Tyler it. Cameron that's all explains. over. Yeah, yeah. I, I like. I actually like that for, like for the for what it is in the show. That makes sense. It's just a shortened version. Now, for those who don't know, Chicks in the Office is a is a part of Barstool Sports Media, whatever it is, the Barstool family of podcasts. They're 
huge podcasts. They generally cover sports. Mm -hmm. Chicks in the Office a lot talks about Bachelor. And they've even had people from within the Barstool family appear in The Bachelor. I forget that guy's name. But there was uh, there's one guy who goes on Chicks in the Office all the time. Trent. Um, Trent. That's right. Trent is his name. He got to be a Grim Reaper, the guy who uh, wheels out someone's suitcase after they get eliminated on a date once. And he showed up in the mm -hmm. audience once at an After the Final Rose as well. So they're kind of plugged into the actual show. They're, they're part of that culture. But here they are, I guess, for the first time learning about the term Huju. They're misidentifying it as something maybe <laughs> offensive or whatever. Um, and then they reference at the end of this clip a an E! News interview that Tyler Cameron did where they ask him to explain what a Huju is. And that was the first time we saw it used really in the game. We had heard mm -hmm. rumors that producers were using it. And so that, you know, the term had been sucked up into the producer tier. But once we saw that E! News um, interview with Tyler Cameron, that's the first time we saw a player use it. That's the first time we saw an outside journalistic body use it. And then over the, <laughs> the course of the past uh, year or two, we've seen it referenced on Twitter by other players. We've seen Dark Lord Palmer himself use it in reference as he's live tweeting uh, mm -hmm. Gabby Wendy's Huju from the season. And now saw Blake Moynes use it in his ring winner Moines. Instagram post. You know, if you Google it, because I was like, what does the lay person know about Huju? Mm -hmm. The Tyler Cameron interview is the first result, the video. And you go down Bachelor Clues Instagram is number five. No, number six. We got to get you higher up in the algo. Mm. Interesting. Well, I just want to say thank you. To chicks in the office for having this important conversation about the hooju and i would like to extend an offer to chicks in the office if you'd like to have us on your program to discuss not only hooju but the rest of the lexicon we have devised to describe our beloved game we'd be happy to do so yes and put some respect on the name hooju i don't go into your office and tell you that bar stools don't exist <laughs> <laughs> or that they're offensive. <laughs> oh my God. All right. So we just wanted to play this clip real quick to say that the Huju is a term we created and we are so happy that it's proliferating throughout the nation. And this is just one more example of that happening. So now we're going to move on to some clips from our favorite clickbait. This is from August yes. 18th, guest Ethan Kang. And in this first clip... The clickbait crew is having a discussion of Carrie Fetman. This is the franchise stylist who's been there for decades and is responsible for the, the puffy sleeve red dress that Rachel Recchia mm. was wearing in her one-on-one -on -one Zach Shawcross from last episode. Yeah. And so this uh, conversation leads to some opinions about the power that leads have. Here we go. Stylist for The Bachelorette, Carrie Fetman, who has been the stylist for many years, as far as I know, uh, responds to viewers saying he must hate Rachel for putting her in the outfits that he does. Mm -mm. But mm -mm. he defended himself and said, would you rather wear these super fun, cool, high-end, you know, couture dresses that you would never get to wear otherwise, most likely, or would you just want to play it safe with the silky, satiny thing? And I agree with him. I think Rachel looked great. I I just, she always does. I just got to say... Honestly, they treat these leads like 
they are children. Like Carrie's just like, you wear this. You yeah, wear this. Like she it's like has a choice. She damn. put it on. Yeah. It's the same thing with like Katie's season, right? Everyone was like, why is she wearing this? Why is she wearing Because that's what she wanted to put on. Like, yeah. I would be like, like, you know, I've worked with stylists before and they're like, oh, I love this. I love this. Yeah, that's not my body type. I don't want to wear that. And I just say yeah. that, you know, and yeah. vice versa. But like, the girl is going on TV. She, of course, wants to feel good in whatever she's wearing. She has a choice in this. It's not like he's some, like, tyrant that's like, you, wear this. You, wear this. Yeah. Blah, you know? I know. Becca crazy. always has the best things to say about Carrie, too. Carrie so does and, Rachel Lindsay. Uh, Gina, the makeup artist. Yeah. Yeah. So does Rachel Lindsay. She's like, oh, my God, Carrie's amazing. Blah, blah, blah. Like, yeah, they all say how amazing and great he is. Um I mean, and these leads, they really, they really just get it all, don't they? Get stylists. Well, that's us. <laughs> <laughs> these leads, they really just get it all, don't they? These leads, I tell ya, <laughs> I should have been a lead. I was up for a lead once, but I didn't get it. I was a night one guy. Um, if I hadn't been a night one guy, you know, if I, if they had selected me as the bachelor, you know what? I could have worn a suit. Now I'm just, I'm stuck here. I got no power. I got no power on clickbait. My lowly podcast host. You know what these leads don't get? They don't get jars of sauce. That's just what night nah. one guys who did two tours on Paradise and got a million Instagram followers and official Bachelor Nation podcast hosting duties get. That's what you get. This entire conversation where Natasha Parker <laughs> is saying... That the leads have power. They have agency. They can say what they're going to wear and they can't wear. She's technically correct here. But also remember what we've heard in this very podcast. Digging deeper. In clips from Ben Higgins, the season 20 bachelor, who said he's not left alone for 10 minutes. That there is somebody always trailing you. There's always a producer in your ear. You're constantly tired from travel. They're making you do this. They're making you do that. Interviews, whatever, whatever. You want to be able to place your trust in the stylist that they are always going to make you look good so that you don't have to make that decision so that you don't have to be thinking about anything else because the producers have got you so fucking crazy from everything else that's going on. You want that job to be done correctly by that person. And in this case, I mean, I think I don't know shit about fashion. Like I saw that dress and was like, yeah, whatever. But obviously the reaction from the nation has let me know that something here is amiss. <laughs> <laughs> You're on to something, Clues. Look, I am not a fashion person either. I prefer comfort over everything, uh, yeah. which is why I'm wearing my sorority shirt from 2011 right now and uh, and pants. But <laughs> Tear saying, I think she looks great is... The most saucy sentence I've ever heard in my entire life. I want to put tear in a lie detector for this. That dress was objectively <laughs> so offensive, so unflattering. I, like, I, I, I made a note of it. I think, and I don't really notice clothes that much. Mm-hmm. I didn't say it. I didn't feel like, you know. I try to. <laughs> I should have said something. I right. saw something. I should have said something. But yeah. this is why are you putting sauce to this? I mean, I guess it's like, well, it's all in, in service of protecting I, the show. I don't know, because she's she's engaged like she's never going to be the bachelorette. It is in service of protecting the show. That's what it is. They're like, 
our stylist doesn't need updating, even though it's been the same stylist the whole time. And even though I would say no one ever really looks that great, in my opinion. No, some some people in some dresses. I would say Gabby Windy. Like I've, at least the things that I've been reading in the the forums. Like I don't fucking know again anything about this, but it seems to be like universally accepted that Gabby Windy is her style and and the way they're styling her is better than Rachel Recchia. Definitely, but to put it on them and be like they need yes. to be turning down this stylist who has been doing this for years, and yes. you don't have any other like second opinion. They treat the leads like children. She put it on like. Uh, this is this is a saucy and clip clues. This I agree with and. you. And the, the idea that they're shitting on Rachel Recchia for this. It's her fault. Sometimes the stylist does a trick on you. Sometimes the stylist is testing yeah. you. <laughs> the stylist is going to throw out a bad idea. And if you don't say no, it's your fucking fault. The stylist should never have a bad idea. <laughs> the stylist's job is literally to have a bunch of good ideas. And if you do have a choice between two looks, they should both be outstanding. There should never be. And I mean, look, Carrie, I'm not shitting on Carrie Fetman. Carrie Fetman has been doing this job for a long fucking time. There's going to be some misses. Like, it's just going to happen. You know what I mean? I know. But like, that's what I'm saying. I'm like, I do feel like could be time for an update. You know, I we're sportsmen we are we evaluate the bachelor as a sport so i have kind of not been talking about the clothes but rachel's clothes all season have been just they've it does feel like she's being punished by the show for some reason to me yeah well i mean i remember when um Katie Thurston was the bachelorette this was a topic of conversation as well that her styling was bad mm mm-hmm. Again, this shit is lost on me. Oh, that purple skirt in that promo. The mid-leg purple leather skirt <laughs> to represent her dildo. <laughs> yeah, I, I do remember that it was like, what are they doing here representing the dildo? But there have from time to time been looks that certainly the nation uh, reacts negatively to, we'll say. And this is one of those. This mm-hmm. dress is definitely one of those. There are fucking articles written about it. And I'm mm-hmm. just saying to put that on Rachel Recchia is absolutely insane. It is dripping with sauce. And speaking of dripping with sauce, this next clip is pure sauce, straight from the sauce source. It's fucking crazy what they say in this next clip. Natasha is discussing the inherent comparison of the Bachelorettes taking place within the nation. That there are two leads, they're being compared, and then Tyr decides to lay blame on a certain party for that comparison. This shit will blow your mind. Here we go. If you want to hear the rest of this episode, and I think you do, because we get into the controversy surrounding Nate Mitchell, and a bunch of different podcasts that are talking about it. We get into a lot more sauce. So if you want to hear any of that, all of that, and you want to get access to every other Digging Deeper we've ever done, and our live shows on Mondays, and our Discord where you can submit your screams, you're just going to go to patreon.com slash Game of Roses. Join us down in the bottom of the pit. Get access to all that stuff. And again, to the rest of this episode, which is an hour and a half long. We had so much sauce to dig through. 
that this is a 1.5 times sized episode. So we hope to see you very soon at the bottom of the pit. It's the pit, you can get it in. Dig around in all this content. It's the pit. Come on, admit you wanna eat up all these tasty tidbits. It's the pit. There's room enough to fit everyone who wants to come in. It's the pit. You can get it in and dig around in all this content. It's the pit. Come on, admit, you want to eat up all these tasty tidbits. It's the pit, there's room enough to fit everyone who wants to come in. It's the pit. Creams and serums are made of 70% water, 15% preservatives and emulsifiers, leaving only around 15% for the active ingredients that your skin needs. But luckily now, there's fiber skincare. 15 years ago, the scientists behind fiber skincare started working on nanofibers, which are 500 times smaller than human hair. You know, I I saw that in um, Three Body Problem. Mm. One year ago, they patented a way of wrapping the nanofiber around oil or liquid-based ingredients. This means they can deliver five times the active ingredients compared to creams or serums as there is no need for water, preservatives, or emulsifiers. The first formulation made with this technology is plant-based, anti-wrinkle. It's a set of patches that you use over a series of seven days. You just put these on whenever you would apply your serums, and your skin is going to feel tighter in 10 seconds. And over the seven-day program... It has been clinically proven to reduce wrinkles by, get this, 19.4%, a very precise percentage. In fact, Mm. they have a tighter skin guarantee. If your skin isn't tighter in seven days, they're going to give you your money back, no questions asked. You get the tighter skin guarantee with this seven-day routine, tighter skin or your money back. Get a 15% discount code by using the discount code GAME. That's Fiber Skincare. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else custom spray five and one only from rustoleum the secret to visibly firmer summer ready skin is here osea's number one best-selling andaria algae body oil clinically proven to instantly improve skin elasticity and transform dull dry skin to silky soft and unbelievably glowing Rich yet never greasy, Andaria Algae Body Oil is formulated with sustainably sourced seaweed to help replenish the skin's moisture barrier and seven nourishing active botanical oils for results you can see and feel all over. The best part? It's signature scent. A blend of freshly squeezed grapefruit, cypress, and mango mandarin transports you to sun-kissed summer days. This all-natural scent is unforgettable. Everything Osea makes is clean, vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Get healthy, glowing skin for summer with clean, vegan skincare from Osea. 
Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code GLOW at oseamalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A-Malibu.com code GLOW.